Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProd.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Just day we have Alex. Yo. And Caveman. I honestly expected him not to respond again. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of worried about that, too. I told you I fixed it. But after, after some technical issues, we are here for this week's fucking show. Woo, we're doing things. We're getting back on a schedule, kind of. Or at least trying. Yeah. Kind of. And that's what counts, that you tried. Yep. It only took me seven something. It only took me like four fucking months to begin to edit the fucking Titans commentary tracks. I was like, yeah, I'll release like two a week after it releases. It'll be fine. Let me actually just double check. I want to for reals see how bad I am in my job. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was it was two months. Between most of the things, like first one, fucking, we I released that in January. Then nothing till February. Then nothing till March. Then nothing till May. <sighs> I'm good at my you might job. Might want to get on that. Yep, well, I got one more of them to go. No, 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 no. The longer he delays, the longer it is before he makes me watch the second season. They haven't released a second season yet. Yeah, I'm I'm dreading it. And we make and we're gonna be making Birdie and Nico watch that. Yeah, but I volunteered to help so that Birdie could commiserate with someone. Remember? Yeah, Nico. Like okay, like the thing, like the thing I'm gonna be making you watch is Gotham. <laughs> yeah, that I don't wanna. fucking nightmare of a goddamn show. I don't want it. Well. Too damn bad. You already said yes. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm a man of my word. That's enough about terrible TV shows. We're here to talk about video games. So, Alex. So, Kingdom Hearts 3 came up with an update that is not quite the story expanded DLC yet, but it does give you a critical mode, finally, which is like... And it adds a lot of things for your sanity. (laughs) Yes. It added a new game plus that Cave really, really, really wanted. That's not what I'm uh, I'm happy about. They gave oh. a way to track the fucking slider mini game. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually get that far because I started, and it is it is indeed much improved and much challenged. But uh, I kind of don't feel I I play it the first time, and I kind of I'm like you know, I think I'm good with the first time. It's not that fun. <laughs> where did this fucking not like that fun that I that I want to go through it again? Yeah, waited like a decade for this game, play it once. I think I'm good. I yeah, pretty I played it all the way through a second time. And yes, I got the Ultima. Oh well the I guess golf clap? Yes, that is exactly how you should respond. I am proud the of the this achievement, but no one else should be. <laughs> getting the getting the getting the Ultima is kind of hard this time around. Yeah, it is. It's annoying. Yeah, I, don't, I did it. I don't remember the specifics of what you told me last time, but I remember it being circuitous. It was very circuitous, but I did it. Yeah. You have to master all the annoying mini games, all of them. Yay. 
Thankfully, the Frozen Slider minigame is playable now. Let's so, go to Atlantis and do the rhythm minigames. Yay! Thank God there's no Atlantis. Probably going to be one <laughs> oh, in the yes. DLC, but there's no Atlantis right now. Yeah, they released the DLC, and they also like they also recommend, like, hey, play some Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> Just turns into Clone Hero. No, as we said, thankfully... Thankfully, they don't make you sing along in the Frozen world this time. This because time. I, this time. Well, I mean, the whole the whole thing with Atlantis is like, hey, they sing the song from the movies, except you have to play a minigame, and Sora sings along, and you yeah. get to hear Haley Joel Osment try to sing the song, and it's, he's, I mean, he's he's not the worst singer ever, but I mean. Yeah, don't you love the dulcet he, tones of fucking Haley Joel Osment? Doesn't yeah. quite compare doesn't quite uh, compare to Jody Benson or the or like the people that can actually sing. <laughs> Critical mode is a welcome update, though. Because um, while there is like a level one challenge, it's not that hard. So what actually is the critical mode? It's like the ultra hard mode for Kingdom Hearts, which still isn't that hard. Yeah. But it makes the game harder. They okay. also like toughened do- up the AI. So at least there's that. It's still not a very hard game. Like I, I, one of my friends referred to it as, yeah, critical mode is the dark souls of kingdom hearts. And I just started <laughs> laughing at him. This <laughs> is like, not even there I mean, are going to be tons of people who beat uh, kingdom hearts, critical mode. Not, I the, mean, no. some of the early games on critical mode could be pretty hard. Yeah, they could be, but they still weren't dark souls hard. I think he was talking like comparatively, like um, not 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 saying like, this is literally Dark Souls, but with a Kingdom Hearts skin. Then he should have been talking about Kingdom Hearts Two Critical Mode. Yeah, that that is really like some of those like level one Critical Mode for Kingdom Hearts Two. Like some of it does require Dark Soul esque reflexes. Like you must yeah. you must block everything perfectly. Some of the bosses, or else I I never beat Critical Mode on KH Two. Because I just can't get the block timing perfect. KH3, critical mode's much easier. Like, the bosses are still hard as balls. But if you know how to shot lock spam, then you're good. There's a lot of stuff that you can break the game with. It's really... that 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 That's reasonable. But that's KH2 the difference. balls hard. K, yeah, two is, 2 is pretty bare bones in terms of combat. You basically had to combo everything. I just wish there was a button to turn off like amusement finishers because oh, those are things those things those things lost their novelty like five minutes into playing. And they make it a lot easier. Oh, you're having trouble with the boss. Why don't you attack him with a Disney ride? That's gonna win the fight for you. Yeah, oh you're having some trouble calling Mr. Toad. His wild ride is insane. I am looking forward no, to the DLC though. Because no, they're, this all generic, they're, they're, they're all generic ones, like a swinging pirate ship, or oh, so it's not even like rides. so it's not even the yeah, it's actual not even the Disney rides. The only the only thing that the only thing that that got a Disney ride was the the mine train coaster. Yeah, that was ba- that was like, basically the only one. The rest is just generic stuff. Fucking what? Yeah, yeah. How? how and the teacups? How? Which, which I I guess the teacups are uh, no. Teacups are pretty kind much of, every amusement park. Yeah, teacups are very generic. Like, Disney has... Like, Disney includes teacups in a lot of their marketing for Disney World. But, yeah, they're everywhere. 
I know they're generic. I just don't know if Disney made them first. No, like they did not. Yeah. If okay. Disney made them first, they wouldn't be anywhere else. My amusement park, my local amusement park, like the shitty little one that is just for children, is older than uh, the first Disney park because it was made in like the 30s and they have teacups. So, yeah, Disney oh, did wow. not do it first. My my amusement park knowledge is rusty. Yeah, as it should be. Dude, get on my level. I know all about the roller coaster. Yo, let me tell you uh, about fucking ring toss. I'm very I, excited I, for the DLC though, because like, so I I, lo- I love how much the DLC keyblades cost. They're showing a very bad projection for how much the DLC for the game in general is going to cost. So I assume it's just going to be like a standard expansion cost. Nah, son, this is Square Enix. Oh, yeah. A single Keyblade that a bunch of people got for free by pre-ordering is $4. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, the 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 FF15 story expansions are like $5 each for like maybe two hours worth of story. Yeah, but it's oh, I expect these to cost like a full game and they're going to add a world. Yeah, this is this is Kingdom Hearts. So I'm like, I get that fucking Disney money. I mean, fucking every Mickey Kingdom Mouse Hearts needs his grip re-release, but they've never done it as DLC before. So I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I bought one of those re-releases. <laughs> oh, yeah. So did I. Back like, when I thought we were never ever going to get them. No, no, I bought the re-release, owning the originals. I still own the originals. Sold back that I had the two-copy re-release and bought the single-disc re-release that had all the games on it. <laughs> because I have no shame, and it's Kingdom Hearts. No, oh, yeah, so, I, so you bought the P- I bought the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. I've I've no, had, I've thought about actually getting that too. It's I so good. It. It's so much fun. I didn't. I, I, why why do I need for, it? I, like, have the P- I have the PS3 versions. Is it any better? Yeah. They run smoother. They're all on one disc, so you don't have to swap back and forth. And here's the thing, oh. Alex. I don't have a PS3. Oh, well. Like my and options, you get you, you unlock you backgrounds for uh, beating it, so you can customize your PS3 with like yep. shit from all of the other Kingdom Hearts games. But I never changed the background. I just leave it generic because I'm boring. Oh, like you're so boring. I just can't be bothered to mess with it. Boring. I mean, I have a basic background too, but that's just because I don't fucking. I don't. I never get anything that gives me backgrounds. Yeah, well, that, the that Kingdom too, Hearts collection but... does. It gives you backgrounds. I don't have. Yay! Who's ready for checkerboard patterns and fucking hearts everywhere? Pretty much. That Woo! I wish I could say that I was joking here, but pretty much. Like I could probably load up my PS4 right now and be like, yeah, that's exactly what he described. I'm going to get those on a pair of cargo shorts and jo- go join a ska band. <laughs> well, let's not get that hipster now. <laughs> that might be a little too much. No, come on, man. I'll get an alto sax. It'll be fine. It's going to be me, a guitarist, a singer who who acts like a 1950s greaser in every way imaginable. And like three dudes from SoCal. 
the band will last three years, have one have one album that does kind of all right in Southern California, and then we will fall apart. One of us will die to drugs. Then so we'll have a reunion tour in a few years, and it, like they'll be it'll be dedicated to the one who died due to drugs. But it's only going to really play one coffee shop. Yeah, and all of the hipster fans will just be like outraged that we couldn't continue, probably because we all sold out. Sad thing is, I know a lot of bands that actually do this <laughs> like, in real life. The people and people are exactly like that. That's the joke, my friend. Inclu- including including the drug deaths. <laughs> it's like here's here's to our bassist. Let's not let. We're gonna keep the music alive for you, buddy. Play one show, then never seen again. Uh, it's usually the trumpet guy for some reason. Okay, fair. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but I guess, I guess I guess trumpet players lead a hard life that requires them to turn to uh, heroin. Yeah, man, it I can't mean, be the drummer because if it's the drummer, the band's never going to be able to get back together because the drummer is always the heart and soul of the band. No, I man, if the drummer died, no one would care. Yeah. So what else have you played, Alex? <laughs> That's not ripping on well, bands. <laughs> Given oh, the time limit, all, we supposedly have. Well, well, one more thing about Kingdom Hearts three. The New Game Plus feature, except I didn't use the New Game Plus feature because I had nothing to carry over. Seriously? Because I I told you, when when we played it the first time, I rushed through it at lightning speed because I wanted to finish the story so I didn't get spoiled. So I ignored all the minigames. I ignored all the... I didn't get all (laughs) the... I basically ignored... Literally everything except okay, go on to the next story. Okay, go to the next story. Okay, go to the next so story. So you I didn't actually okay, play the game. the game, and now you don't want to play the game now that there's an option that makes the game easier. I want to enjoy this game without being spoiled. I ruined the game for myself. Pretty much, I was just like, well, no, I, it was just like I had to finish it so I could talk about it with people. And afterwards, I'm like, you know, the story was kind of underwhelming. I don't really feel like playing the game anymore. I thought the story was okay for Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it was yeah, it was, it was I, like like I, I said I said when I first reviewed it, it was better than I feared, but worse than I'd hoped. The story was better for Kingdom Hearts. Oh no, it was not better. It was not better. I mean, it was it was it was, it was, it was okay for Kingdom Hearts. No, it was okay for Kingdom Hearts. It was passable. It was it wasn't the disaster it could have been, but it it could have been a lot better. Sorry, I misremembered what you said. It's still very funny. Oh, well. just, just, it was like, it wasn't as good. It's okay for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's the qualifiers I got to put in this fucking game. <laughs> it's true, though. <sighs> so that, so that ultimate keyblade that everyone l- talked about was so cool. I never got sick. Yeah, I didn't actually use Ultima after I got it because it makes the game too easy. Because also because the game was over. No, it'll carry over in New Game Plus. Yeah, that's what New Game Plus is for, dude. Supposed to. If I can get the insane magic bullshit, and then you just you just fucking like pub stomp all these assholes. But yeah, I didn't use it because I was like, this would make the game too easy. <laughs> I went all through that through all that trouble to synthesize it. And went like, ooh, pretty, and then I was like, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> I forged the ultimate magical weapon, and I keep it on the and I keep it above the mantle. 
To be fair, that's usually what that's what I did with the ultimate weapons in the last two games too. I'm like, all oh, right, I yeah. I grinded all those I grinded all those items and I got the ultimate weapon. Now there's nothing to do. Yay! The game is over like three times by then. I got the magic. It's useless. Woo! That's why I like new game pluses because you actually do get to choose to use the item, and that's important to me because otherwise. Hey, I did the thing. And golf clap. <laughs> like, literally, that's the only reward you used to get. Now, at least I can be like, yeah, I did the thing. Now let's start a new game so I can do, so I can use the thing and murder everything in my path. I think you do that for, I think you do that for a world ago. That's ah, too easy. I'll go to the basic one and try that. The ba- basic one is really good in this game, though. Well, that one dead quiet really fast. I don't know. Anyway, Alex, what else have you playing? All right. So I tried out this other game that I'd heard about for a while, but never tried called the uh, Tokyo Xanadu. It is by, uh, it is by the same company that did trails of cold steel, but thankfully is not as incomprehensible of a mess. Okay. Well, the, I guess pluses already. Yeah. yeah that well, sounds like a positive to me. Although it's 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 still it's still I mean it's still very anime y but there's no like oh and also there's a a complex plan over nine games and anime politics yeah there's none of that it's anime just politics. your basic it's just your basic you are in Tokyo and there are secret dungeon dimensions opening sometimes oh so With, it's Persona I was I was gonna say it's I was gonna say in fact it is very much like Persona. <laughs> So the trailer cold steel is, guys is, just made Persona. Well, no, it's it's not it's not it's it's a lot like Persona, but it's not Persona that it's not an RPG. It's a third person action game. Oh, and there, there is no there is no so instead of summoning instead of summoning a a stand out of your uh, your soul, you get a random weapon that comes out I of your soul. Get that reference because I am now reading and watching JoJo. <laughs> for you, it only it only took you. Part five, getting an adaptation. So the the so the main the main character doesn't get Izanagi or or scene. He gets a gauntlet that has an extendable chainsword. Does he snap it to make things disappear? Yes. Is that good or bad? Yeah, I don't really it get the reference either. Thanos. He snapped to make things disappear. Yeah, but he had a. Yeah, no, he doesn't, no, he doesn't. No, no, he does, no. He has a sword, not the Infinity Stones. I heard you say gauntlet. With Ga- a chain gauntlet sword. with a chain sword. Yeah, so gauntlet. So it's, the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, yes, but but there but it's, there are no Infinity Stones in his gauntlet. I was also getting more like Kratos vibes with like when he has a chain yeah. sword. Like more character action, less that. Anyway, I mean he's not, I mean he's not Kratos. So he's Kratos. If Kratos was a, I mean if it was a skinny anime boy, maybe. So Kratos' son, uh, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You, you play as boy. 
No, you play as you play as a guy named Ko, which also the way it's different from Persona. There's an actual lead character who talks and everything. You don't just play a silent self-insert. Hey, you have and Persona protagonists eventually get names. I mean, yeah, they get names. when the manga or anime comes out and call, has to call them he, something. Yeah, yeah well, no, he gets he gets a name and a, and a a personality right from the the uh, word go. And uh, he's also not the first char- He's he's also not the first warrior type in the group. That's this other girl, who you follow into the shadowy dungeon place, and she's like, "How'd you follow me? It's dangerous here." And he goes, so "Oh, no, you monsters!" Get your powers by stalking. Yes. Nice. And you go, "Oh no, monsters!" Rah! And then I was expecting a persona to appear, but instead he just gets a weapon. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like I wanted a fucking soldier jump out of his body and stab him, but it said he had to stab him. Boring. Is it boring or is it actually a lot of fun? Uh, I haven't gotten too far yet, but I mean, it's 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 fun. It's it's different. The uh, I mean the it's it uses the cold steel engine, so uh, the graphics aren't exactly top tier. Uh huh. But you know, it's, it's if I it's, cared about graphics, I wouldn't play darks. Uh, I wouldn't play Dark Cloud. Well, that, that's a sore spot with a lot of people. Also, yes, Dark Cloud is pretty good despite its cartoony graphics. I just found my copy. I'm so excited. Like that's like I was I I was digging through some boxes and I found my copy, so I'm going to be playing that later. So happy about that. You still have a PS2. I have a PS3 that runs PS2 games. Ah, okay. So you have an ancient PS2. He has a Spider-Man PS. He has a Spider-Man PS3. Yeah. Well, from that era. Like it. That was the whole controversy. Like one one of the things about it was just like this is the Spider-Man font. Oh yeah. (laughs) I remember that now. Now you remember. Dude, Actually, I'm old. Still, Give me, cut me some slack here. You're not as old as me. In I'm fact, older than I, you I actually, I actually do have a PS2 still. It, it's not in the best shape, but I still have it. I actually do have, still have my PS2 as well. It's just in the closet. It's not hooked up to anything. It, I'm going to resist making a joke about that and point out that does it overheat horrifically after an hour? Uh, no. Last time I used it, it ran beautifully. Oh, then it works better than mine does. I could play PS2 games for an hour, and then it starts whirring like a vacuum, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. I bought a PS2 five years ago, tried to hook it up to my TV, didn't have the right connectors, bought the fucking component connectors instead of the composite ones. Those didn't work, so I returned it. Also, I have a, I have a big screen HDTV now, and plugging a PS2 to that yep. is pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, who wants, who, wants to see a fuck, who wants to see a fucking 480p video upscaled to 4K? Who wants SD? Woo! Set that YouTube resolution to 360 and never change it. 360. Try 240 on the big screen. Hell yes, son. I only watch I only watch fucking YouTube videos in 144. I only watch videos that might as well look like they're made in Minecraft. I watch 200 by 100 gifs and nothing else. <laughs> You know, I want to meet the guy who actually would be like agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<sighs> there's there's fucking somebody. There's somebody out there who fucking is just like, yeah, I've I found a way to hook up my Betamax fucking t- tape player to my goddamn 4K smart TV. Beta has You're a beta. Laser disc all the way. I don't know anybody who has any of those, and I was like actually from the era where someone might. <laughs> I've I've never met anyone with a Betamax. Yo, I, I got yo, I got the film disc. I got the film negative, printed it onto a VHS tape, then blew it up to Blu-ray. I knew <laughs> one guy who had a laser disc back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Who who the fuck like made like fucking goddamn it, dude? Laserdisc is one of the weirdest technologies to me. Of just hey, what if CDs were bigger? Like physically, it's basically, it's, it's basically just to play movies before they invented DVDs. Yeah, it that is that is still really dumb to me. Some some people wanted a disc, I guess. No, like the disc thing, I, I get, bother. but just the idea of all right, so we got this fucking LP sized disc. We're gonna put that into a fucking pizza oven or whatever. Then I'll play a movie. One of my friends actually has a laser disc that has been like like he got it carved into like his record. Like he produced a song about retro technology, and he got it carved into a laser disc disc. Well, I mean, dedication to the bit. Props to him. Yeah, I, I thought I think it's fun. It doesn't sound very good, but I'd imagine not. <laughs> Both because he's a terrible musician and because it's a laser disc. Yeah. It's like, all right, I carve, all right, I carved my fucking music onto this fucking thing. Oh, hey, is that vinyl? Nah, son, it's a laser disc. Oh. Laser disc. Oh, you're terrible. You can get okay. Chocolate records too. Yeah, it's fucking people like people can make music on goddamn anything, dude. It's like, oh, check out my new mixtape. I fucking embedded it into this embedded into this ATM. So what were we talking about that got us onto this tangent? I don't know. I'm trying to. Oh, we were talking about how I have I still had a PS2. <laughs> right. Except it was in bad shape, and then that got and 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 how the PS2 runs poorly on a. Uh, yeah, game. that's right. That's right. Anyway, so this fucking trail of cold persona or whatever. Trail of cold persona. It's it's uh, you know now as as you were going on your tangent, I was thinking, well, it really is a lot like persona. So there's like there's the punch girl, and then there's like the idol, and then there's like the elegant girl. It's a lot like Persona Four, really. Complete with every chapter, you run into a character who is clearly going to be your next group member. And they get introduced, and then they follow you into the the creepy dungeon in the alternate dimension from Tokyo, and then they awaken their power. Naturally, do they die? Uh, no, they don't die. Do they pull so out their revoker? Death in this? They no, they yeah no, they pull out their they pull out they awaken their persona, and by persona I mean some kind of some kind of weird fantasy weapon like. They pull out a gun and shoot themselves, which then makes a fucking which makes a fucking weapon fall out of their butt or wherever. Butthole no, weapon. There's no, no, there's no, there's no, there's no evoking this time. That's only in Persona Three. Yeah, pussies. No, they don't crush cars. They don't shoot themselves. They don't rip masks off their faces. They just kind of DBZ style summon the weapons. Okay, I know you said cards, but it sounded like you said crush cars. 
Yeah, that's what I heard. And I was like, that happens in a Persona game? Must and, be one of the first two. And see, yeah, I'm just ima- yes. yes, I'm just imagining like someone like fucking like rolls up in a Volvo, then this kid, then this fucking high schooler just crushes it into the side like crushes it into a cube and then a monster comes out of it. Alright guys, time to summon our personas. That's that's, that's genius. <laughs> they should do that for the next one. Just every time they that's summon genius. a person. Every time they summon a persona, it takes five minutes for the hydraulic press to crush the car. (laughs) No, actually, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, to get your persona, you have to give up your most beloved item and have it destroyed in front of you. So, like, one guy rolls up in this, like, pimped out Mustang, and you're like, you're my new partner. Yeah. (laughs) My prized possession is this 1998 Pinto. Oh god, that would suck so much for me because I'd have to destroy so many things. <laughs> also, also pintos explode. Yeah. No, no, I'm like have no. To destroy my computer. No, no, you get a fucking Kia Sorento, crush that, and then that summons a pinto, which then backs into the fucking thing, and then explodes. So it's like the how it should have ended for Infinity War, where in order to claim the, the Soul Stone, Thanos has to give up his most important possession, his chair. <laughs> He, he throws he throws the floating chair into the abyss. Yeah, they're coming up right behind him. His fucking dark side in his couch. Oh, uh, who who are the ones who make uh, Persona? Uh, Atlas. Atlas. Atlas, call us. It's a good yeah. idea for a concept. Atlas, yeah. get on Let's this. Go. At us, Atlas. Yeah, if not, we're taking this idea straight to Fig. We got ideas, man. We'll go to the Trail of Cold Steel developers with this. Yeah, they'd be down for anything. They probably would. <laughs> they're very. They're, Neon Falcom is a very, very small company in comparison to the other ones. So they yeah, just a bunch of assholes anything. from the internet come up and go, "Hey, yo, I got this idea. We'll fucking throw cars at people." But it's anime. Sold. Persona, but with cars. Yeah. It was like Tokyo Drift, but you drift into the Shadow Realm. Oh my god, it'd be like uh, Steel Ball Run from JoJo. <laughs> like, your your persona actually possesses the car so that you can be an even better <laughs> racer. And, like, you can attack other cars with your persona in the car. We need to stop talking Seriously, about this out Atlas. here. Fucking copyright. Message us. Copyright us, motherfuckers. Cave, start writing this all down. That's on We gotta get the design doc okay. started. <laughs> So anyway, just just, a, just just like a Mario Kart style kart racer, but with the story of Persona. So, well, they did think Persona Five Racing was going to be a thing until R was revealed to be something else. But anyway, <sighs> so yes, so I'm playing a third person beat 'em up kind of not Persona, which follows the plot of Persona a lot, except there's no actual ghosts that come out of you, and I'm still working on that right now. And that's all I got. Cool. So next. All right. Then. Caveman. Okay. So um, who remembers Dragon Age Inquisition? Yep. I do. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I, I for, was expecting horror. For a while, I couldn't play it because wow. it wouldn't uplink to my uh, my save game thing. Okay. I was I was worried it was gonna be like a thing of like you like like some realization or something in the game happened that ruined it for you so you just couldn't play it like actually like 
emotionally? No, no, no. Uh, I don't get I that attached you, I, to video games. I thought I thought you just refused to give EA your soul. No, well, no. EA yeah. firmly has my soul, along with most other video game developers that are actually terrible. Well, people. then, there's like, well, no soul. Well, then you can't play the game. Um, he was like, no soul? Oh, you're going to need an Origin account, then. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Um... And it actually like was like, oh, there was recent activity on your Origin account. And I looked at it, and it was my PS4, and I was like, oh, EA, allow. Yeah, with, with me, it was, oh, there was recent activity on your Origin account from the Ukraine. Mm. I was like, ah, I've been hacked. Okay. Turn on two-step but verification. No, uh, but no, uh, like, uh, like, that game is still great. Like... That that is like the end of the Bioware era of greatness, in my opinion. Like that was the last really great thing they released, and then was that before or after the doctors left? I have no idea. I think uh, um, I think it was after. I'm double checking. You well, that came out. At, okay, well, well, that came like Inquisition came out after like a, a couple like Mass Effect three and Dragon Age two, so. Yeah, Dragon Age Two was Bio- hot garbage. I don't know. I don't know if it was if it was last good game of Bioware or if it was just them uh, learning from their mistakes for once and like you know well, actually trying with that their one. first games, Dragon Age One, Mass Effect One and Two. Those were fucking g- gorgeous. I those still go back and play Dragon Age One. Those were I bought it on collect- Steam. Those were those were mostly made before EA bought them. That's probably why. Well, Mass Effect 2 was EA. And that one was Mass Effect. Well, I mean... Like, that was probably the best out of the Mass Effect trilogy. It was great, but it was the the beginning of the the issues that would eventually lead to, you know... Okay, yeah, Dragon Age Origins came out after... after, uh, after After the Doctors left. Well, it was still an absolutely superb game, and, like, it came out after a run of shit. Like, it came out after Mass Effect 3 and Dragon Age 2. <laughs> Dragon Age yeah. 2 was pretty much irredeemable garbage. Um, Mass Dragon Effect 3, a- they did a lot to recover it. And Dragon the Citadel was, was a great prologue to a game that ended, like, when it was starting. I was like, all right, yeah. You're like what I heard Not about the game good. start like, the end. What I heard about Dragon Age Two was that it was essentially four rooms copy pasted, then just repeated over and over again. Pretty much, more like eight, but yes, they did almost. They did a beautiful city and nothing else. They did a beautiful city and one all right cave. Then just repeat forever. Yeah, forever. pretty much. Which sucks because that tells me that they could have like had an infinite dungeon, which would have been fun. But they didn't even do that. <laughs> I should get that game again. I don't think I actually finished it. Eh. I probably game of the year order probably like game of the year version will probably go on sale, or is or is already fucking on sale. Anyway, but yeah, I. I loved it. It's. It, I'm still playing through it. My only real issue is the um, is the like real time aspect 
for the war room table where you can oh, send yeah. your people out to go do things and like certain uh, components can reduce the amount of time it takes. But like even that I don't mind because there's no like microtransaction to uh, make it go faster. So it was obviously to, just, just to put set in. them up before you before you quit. Yeah, the day and then it does it while you're not playing. Well, I tend to like zip back to the war room real quick, even if I'm like mid quest, because it's really easy to get back into the quest pretty quickly. So, also, there's like, no more transactions in this one. But Dragon Age Four. Hmm. Dragon Age Four, just fucking wait. There's gonna be microtransactions out your ass. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but no. I mean, they learned with Dragon Age Three. Maybe they'll remember that lesson. <laughs> they were <laughs> EA, dude. Yeah, they never learn. Uh the, well, my, I mean, they... the part I get the most fun out of with Dragon Age Inquisition, however, is breaking it over my knee and devouring its entrails. Because it's so easy to just like become unkillable in that game. It's ridiculously it. easy for what any class. class. Is. I what tend class to play plays? mage. So, so you're playing mage? Yeah, I tend to play a Kunari mage. It's my preferred class. Special, what did you specialize in? Uh, the energy sword. Yeah, I figured. The energy sword. That was I the one everyone was, was looking forward to. Oh, it's not even that. It's because it has the highest uh, rate of damage output, which makes it easiest to uh, break the game with. Uh, second place, I think, is Archer for rate of damage output. So, But yeah, I absolutely adore these games. Um, I am very much enjoying my current playthrough. The, I do have one thing that I want to complain about with this, and it's the incredibly lackluster characters. Because I know that EA can write, I, not EA, Bioware can write good characters, but pretty much every character in this game is kind of one note. It's been a while since I played it, but I remember... I do. I remember liking the characters when I played it. Oh no, I like them, but when you when you boil it down, it's kind of like, okay, uh, self entitled bigot, uh, person who's uh, trying to get a better handle on her position in the world, uh, thief who wants to fuck with everybody, thief who wants everybody to want to fuck him, uh, secret demon. Solus is the most interesting character because he turns out to actually be evil in the end. Well, <laughs> I, air quotes evil. He's not actually evil, but... He's evil. Did you play the DLC? Hmm? The DLC? Uh, I haven't played all of it yet. I keep uh, getting okay. to it and then being like, eh. Because once you get... like, It's a long fucking game. <laughs> There's a it lot is. to do. And I tend to try to do... All of it. But, um... Well, the the, uh, the finale DLC might change your opinion on some characters, so... But keep mm. playing. Is that the, we'll that the Trespasser? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I never got around to that one. Yeah, I never even finished the, the. I never even finished the base game. Well, that's the that's the like you like you have to finish the base game before you can play Trespasser, and once you it do, took me like eight playthroughs to actually beat the game. Because I just keep being like, nah, I'm bored. I'm going to go play something else. And then I get back to it. And I'm like, I have no idea who I am, what I was doing, or how I'm set up. Guess yeah, like it was the same. It was the same kind of thing with me and like the first Witcher. Mm. And now I'm on the Witcher. Now I'm on the Witcher three, and I've put thirty hours into it, haven't restarted once. I don't know. Some games just fucking grab you. Other ones, not so much. It always sucks when you know a game like is the kind of game that you could really get into and it you just don't. Yeah. Cuz like I know I should be into the Witcher series. It's right up my alley. An overcomplicated uh, RPG with tons of deeper elements where if you sit and explore for hours and hours you could come out the other side still having not learned much about the world but enjoying what you did learn. And I just, I couldn't get past the beginning of the, of the second game. Like it just did not interest me. And I think it was Geralt himself. I just could not get into his head. I did not like being like, I did not like being the voice in the back of his head controlling him. Yeah. Geralt's, Geralt's a weird thing. Like I, I think, I think it's mainly performance. I can never get a fucking read on what he's actually thinking about. Even when I make the dialogue decisions, like in, in three, Playing through Witcher Three, I will make, like make a dialogue decision, see him like react, see him like actually say what I'm thinking, and then have everyone react completely differently to how I expected them to react to that line because I cannot fucking tell how he actually delivered the fucking line because everything's delivered in that same kind of gruff monotone that he has. So whether he's happy, sad, or angry or whatever, I have a very hard time actually figuring out which one it is. Is anybody else hungry? Dude, calm down. What, I just want to know if you want to go out for some Nando's. What the hell's Nando's? It's a British chicken eatery. What's British? Shit, wrong world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Girl, you don't time jump. That's Siri's thing. (laughs) I can't wait for Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) I can wait for pretty much every other franchise I'm excited about. (laughs) I don't trust any of the companies that have them anymore. Eh, CD Projekt Red's done all right. Uh, I I suppose I could be excited for Persona 6. I'm excited for Persona 5 Switch or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm not excited for the I I'm simultaneously excited and not excited for the Kingdom Hearts DLC cuz like dear god in heaven was it not worth waiting 10 years Like I love the game but it is not a 10 years in development game No it's really No it's not. not it's it's they screwed around with Final Fantasy 15 for like Eight of those years before they finally kicked Namora off and said, "Do Kingdom Hearts already? Damn it! Fuck it! You fine. know, you know, 
you know what other franchise that I feel like I can hopefully be excited for? What's that? Dot Hack. Oh. Because the GU re-release was well, was well handled, and I liked the bonus episode that they included. It felt like it fit into the universe. Okay, but I think Dot Hack is done, so... Yeah, I think Dot Hack's done. I can hope that they're going to re-release the early games, the first four. I Probably not. I don't think... I, I said I can hope. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> so the other game that I've been playing, um, I don't tend to play too many strategy games. I tend to find a way to exploit them and then get bored with them or get slaughtered so quickly, so early that I don't ever want to play them again. I, however, have been watching the game Stellaris for it to go on sale. Solaris is a uh, is a possible strategy game. It's you you are an alien species trying to expand out into the galaxy, and that shit is exciting to me. Like I could have cared about I don't I didn't care about the fact that it was a strategy game. I didn't care about the fact that like. Like, I didn't care about anything except for the fact that you completely customized and controlled an alien species. Ah. That shit was awesome to me. So when it finally went on sale, I bought the main game. And uh, like two pieces of DLC because there was a combo pack that was like the whole thing was on sale. I played one hour of it and then I immediately went out and bought almost all of the DLC. <laughs> The only things I didn't buy were the official soundtrack, like the gold expansion that got you like the it got you the official soundtrack, a book, a background, and like a character portrait. And I was like, nah, everything else, please, because those look like wastes of money to me. Uh huh. Um. And yesterday, I sat down, and was like, all right, I've watched two videos on how to play this game. Because it's really fucking complicated. And, like, I'm not going to lie. The first 15 minutes I was playing it, I was like, I don't know why nothing's moving. <laughs> and one of the videos, like, I literally looked up, why is Stellaris not playing? And one of them was like, hit space to unpause the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's possible, and I didn't realize that. Like, had you paused it, or did it just start paused? The, the game starts paused, so you can figure out what the fuck you're doing. Okay. And I didn't realize that. <laughs> so I spent, like, 50... Of the hour I played it the first time, before I bought it, like, bought all of the DLC, um, like, 15 minutes of that was, uh, why isn't anything doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I went back, after watching some videos, I went back, Loaded it up, started playing, and I think I played for like five hours straight of a strategy game. Oh, impressive. Yeah. And I'm not doing the best. Like, like I'm mid-rank amongst the AI races that there are, that exist that I know of. Uh, one of them, they're real dicks, so I'm planning on attacking them and wiping them out. Uh like they don't like they don't want to be friends, so uh, I'm gonna slaughter their asses. 
<laughs> Very like, nice. The other alien race, they wanted to be friends. So I'm going to be friends with them. But these guys were like, you will pay us a tax or else, you know, we'll be dicks to you. And I was like, fine. Give us money or Stand I will be deliver. a butthole to you. Yeah. The best part is I think my military is actually stronger than theirs now. So I might launch the attack. <laughs> God. Like, I haven't played it since, the like, the other day. Because, like, I have a lot of chores that I have to do. And in this recording, <sighs> I'm going to play some Stellaris tomorrow. <laughs> like, I am thoroughly... I, I enjoyed this game so much after one hour of playing that I spent $70 on it. Nice. That... Well, actually, and I, pretty cool, actually. I picked it up on sale, too. So normally it'd be like 150 But that's for the game and almost all of the DLC. Yeah. And the game does have bundles to make things cheaper. So you can like get some of the DLC to see if you like the game and the DLC. And you don't need any of the DLC to play. DLC to play. And it has multiplayer for those who want multiplayer... Uh, strategy RPGs. I don't think you can pause the multiplayer. I don't know because I'm not going to go into it because I hate multiplayer in most games. Yeah, and uh, multiplayer in a strategy game, that's... Like, no matter how good do you think you are in a strategy game, you go into a multiplayer, it's either going to be no one knows what the fuck they're doing or the guy you are playing against is the world's greatest, art, is the world's greatest strategy game ever. Yeah, that's very true. Um... Uh, I think they're pretty I, good. Like, be the game an expert. Go in there. Wait, what? How am I already dead? Uh, the, the thing I love most about Stellaris is the customized customization because you can literally set up your entire society. Um, you get a certain amount of points to spend on various things, so you can't just make god tier characters from the get. But according to one of the videos I watched. You can get gene editing, so you can edit out the negative traits. <laughs> oh, good. Eugenics. Oh, yeah. No, totally going to be a thing in my game. Um, I'm also playing this as a I want to sleep with everything run. Yeah, fair. Because that is an option. Like, you can modify your DNA so you can mate with pretty much any species. Uh, so far, the only ones I've found I don't think I want to sleep with, though, so... It might change into a, you know, we're just going to conquer the galaxy. I know, I know we started as pacifists. I understand that. But we're going to conquer the galaxy because fuck them. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, I know we're nonviolent. But you look at my dick. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it fucks and everything. And the best part is, like, I could change up my playthrough from ruler to ruler. Because as time goes on, your rulers die and are replaced by the, by their, by the next in line. Yeah. So I could have my current one, like, oh yes, peace, love, we'll start a federation, everything's happy. Yes. And then her daughter's like, yeah, we're gonna slaughter these bitches. Uh, hope you know that. Yeah, just peace. like, just like next in line, it's like, it's like, oh dear mother, she was gone before our time. Whoops, accidentally hit the nuke button. <laughs> Though, depending on your morals, you lose some options. Like, I can't just indiscriminately bombard, bombard planets with this race because we're supposed to be peaceful. Aw. So it's going to be harder to conquer enemy uh, nations. 
Come on, be the Gandhi of space. Nuke everyone. <laughs> it's not an option. I wish it was. Those pieces of shit. Yeah. But uh, if you I like strategy that. RPGs, I recommend it. If you like aliens, I recommend it. It's just fun to dick around with, just creating the new uh, creating species. If you like learning new terminology, I recommend it because I just learned about a subgenre of real time strategy games that I did not know was a thing. What's that? Four X. Hell's Four X. Yes. So the yeah. So Stellaris is a Four X grand strategy game with Four X. I've heard the term grand strategy. Yeah. So Four X is uh is a game where you control an empire and explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Oh shit. You like I got the alien the robot alien DLC so I could play the Daleks. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that. That's going to be my next species. Okay, I find a way to record this. <laughs> I need to see if I can't find my um my Fraps account because I don't know what it's linked to. You're like fucking Fraps, Shadow Play, something, dude. <laughs> I'll I'll run you through some stuff that we could potentially get going. <laughs> Hi, this is my first Let's Play. Uh, Dead Man's forcing me to do it. He's got a gun. Shut up and play the game. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just make it more editing. So essentially, Krillin. It's essentially, Krillin plays, but me forcing you instead of Vegeta forcing Krillin. I might, I might do this. Like, <laughs> I know I have a Fraps account, so I might do play this. Play it, do it now. Play it. We need the clicks. Got all this gambling debt. Patreon ain't fucking playing for it. We need to we need to entertain our one patron. <laughs> no, he left. He left. Ah, yeah, he left a while ago. Damn. Still, he's not around for six months. So thanks, dude. Anywho, anything else? Okay. Well, now I now I can't use him as an example of our fan base. <laughs> fan base finger quotes. Um, that's really all I've played. I really hope that uh, like one of you is willing to try like Star. It is expensive. I don't know if it's still on sale, um, but it's totally fucking worth it. It's totally worth it. It's a great game, and I, I'm enjoying it. So that doesn't say much because I enjoy pretty much every game I play. But yeah. Anywho, so then I guess moving on to my stuff. Uh, so. So two indie games that were basically kind of the same game, but a bit, but like different avenues of going down them. And then one of the biggest games to release the last couple of months. Start with the indie stuff. Uh, so Ape Out. Uh, Ape Out is really fucking fun and simple. So uh, it's a game that was made by one guy uh, with the help of Bennett Foddy, who like kind of. He made getting he made like that weird getting over it thing where you're the guy in the fucking cauldron with the hammer. Okay. Yeah, it was it was this weird it was this weird fucking. Oh, game. that game. Yeah, you're trying to scale a mountain using only your hammer. Yeah, so he helped yeah. with uh, some of like the art stuff of it, and then there was also a 
like I guess a jazz musician or something. Because the big thing with this game is that you are a gorilla. It's it's like a top down game with uh, everybody just essentially being almost like paper cutouts, and you are a gorilla trying to just get the fuck out. Uh, as you try to get out, a bunch of humans uh, with guns show up and just try to fucking gun you down. You can take three shots. You can take two shots before you die. Wait, no, three shots before you die. And every it's human... Rep- it's a representation of how, as to, as to a gorilla, people are just made of paper. Yeah, and then every human, uh, if you throw him, if you throw that human into a wall or another person, then they explode in a shower of blood. And it is one of those, like, very... It's one of those, like, quick, like, you know, run-based things where, like, you load into a level, and the level is slightly different each time you play it. But you're just trying to get from one end of the room to the other. And in between you are a bunch of dudes who you throw out of fucking windows and into pillars and into other dudes or just into bombs and shit. Your controls are just hold, push, and move. So you, you can, like, grab a guy and use him as a meat shield if someone else shoots him instead of you. You then run up and you run up to the guy that shot at you and just fucking gorilla shove him into a wall and he's just a corpse. And it's just like very simple and fun, but like the kind of big, the kind of like hook with it is that on top of just being a like run based, run kill based kind of thing, is that it's also like set to weird freeform jazz almost. Okay. Where like as where like as you're playing it, there's like you know jazz like jazz drums going on in the back and stuff, and then as you throw and as you like grab or like punch or kill anybody, that that then like cue symbol hits. So it becomes this because it becomes this like weird thing where you are essentially orchestrating a drum solo through murder. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking fun. Uh, it's all very very simple and very. Like that's kind of what makes this game work for me a lot in that it is just incredibly simple. Like it's, it's a similar kind of thing to like a hotline Miami where situation top down perspective. And then you just fucking go. Uh, but with hotline Miami, uh, there was that, there was that like story level above it all. And where, where like you were slowly losing your mind or something. And I can't remember the exact story of hotline Miami one. Cause it has been a bit since I've played it. But it essentially takes that core idea of just of just quick run based. Got to get got to get in get got to get in kill. You see, if you die, you fucking reload instantly. You see, like every time you die, it actually it actually shows you the entire layout of the level and how far you got and the path you took. Hmm, that could be good for strategizing. Yeah, which is actually well. Here's the thing: like it shows you shows you the, layout of the path you took, but then the layout changes every time you die. Oh no. So it's a oh, so it's a level no. based procedurally generated game, which is something that I haven't really. It's something that's kind of neat to me. Just this idea of yeah. So the, the game is a structure and like levels and stuff. And you have to go like B side and you go to, the, go to these different records and stuff with all these different like base elements, but the actual level changes every time. Because yeah, I beat the first area, I guess, which was just like this like big industrial place where just like dudes running around with guns. Now I'm in an office building trying to go from the 30th floor to the first floor. And there are windows now and I can throw people out of those windows. Cool. But if I run out of those windows, I die instantly. Not cool. 
Yeah, like I was just I was, I was just testing it to see like, all right, yeah, so I'm near the end of this thing. What if they're on a window? It'll stop me, right? No. And they also have now dudes with machine guns and like little fucking peons with pistols who run away whenever you try to fucking get close to them. Which is just adding is just adding like these incremental things to make the game just that much more interesting. And yeah, it's a fucking whole lot of fun. It's available on uh, PC and the Switch. Hmm, then I might try it. Yeah, uh, their game I tried, which is similar to this, uh, also for the Switch, uh, is called Katana Zero. This one is a lot more in the Hotline Miami style, where it is based off of, like, it's based around, like, old style, like, old school style of media. Like, whenever you start a level, like, the main, like, your character puts on fucking headphones and starts a Walkman. Um, all of the, all, like, the UI and the, and, like, the, like, higher level stuff, like, the, or, like, the weird, uh, like, effects that happen whenever you, like, every, like, die or reset or something. It's all, like, VHS based. Okay. And it's it's trying really hard to be Hotline Miami and just kind of not landing it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, so uh, in the game, uh, you are playing as an assassin called the Dragon. Uh, you, like, every day you go to your fucking therapist who talks to you about this thing. He gives you this drug, and then you go out and go perform a job trying to kill someone. And and the big and the main thrust of the thing is that you have precognitive abilities. So you're able to see essentially every variation on the timeline as you walk into an area. And that's kind of just the justification for how you're able to run run into a fucking situation, die, and then reset it. What you are seeing is like what you are seeing what you are seeing in universe is a potential timeline that could exist if he went down this path. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, so you run through, um, do like your whole fucking flippy shit, kill everyone, and then once you're done, he's like, all right, yeah, that should work, and then it runs through like VHS CCTV style footage of you executing your plan. Which is to say, just showing you the level that you did. Uh, you also have like a slow down time thing where you can like really burst into a room. If some dude shoots at you, you can fucking slow down time and then like deflect the bullet back at them. Uh, another another shit like that. And so when you're playing it, when you when you watch it back, like at at the end with the replay, uh, it plays it back at like regular speed. So you just see this dude run through just fucking deflecting bullets with a sword. And then. Every time, every time you finish one of those things, you finish the job. You then go back to your apartment, and it and it like kind of builds on this story of of like this guy, like like the dragon or whatever, fucking uh, using like developed a relationship with this like his this kid who's his neighbor. Uh, and there's also this kind of like background thing that like is running through that's running through with your therapist, where you have this dream constantly of like. Hey, I'm just a little kid playing in this room. Oh, there's this big machine in the background. Oh, a doctor runs in and gets fucking shot in the face. I haven't really got to a point where that makes sense yet, and I kind of don't care. Like that's the like with Hollow Miami One, I was, I was in it because it was well, a kind of a thing that I hadn't really seen before, and B, it was also like relatively compelling at the time. I don't know if it still is, but 
at the time, even on top of the just like very, very like visceral and fast gameplay of Hotline Miami that made it what it is, the story was actually relatively, relatively engaging to me. Hmm. Okay. But so going into this, the gameplay is the gameplay is there. Like it is a it is a very like fun, fast paced uh, style of game that that really rewards uh, it really rewards kind of like going in headlong because like the because like with the time slow mechanic, you're able to you're able to kind of like try to unfuck a situation that you get into, and led like a lot of really cool shit of like fucking all right, so I'm gonna fucking jump through this window, slash two dudes in half, run back up these stairs, slash the other dude, jump across this fucking giant gap, throw a beer bottle in this one motherfucker's head, then like duck and roll behind this dude, slash up, slash him up with the fucking thing, and then deflect another dude's bullet back at him. So you get all these like really insane, cool fucking uh like action movie style things that are all done like really well executed pixel art. But none of it really feels like it's leading toward anything. And every once in a while, uh, well, sorry, not every once in a while, once you get, in a, you get an entirely different game where, where it's like a, where it's like an old school style, uh, like side scrolling shooter thing where you're on a motorbike and then there's a helicopter above you dropping missiles and the missiles will be like, All right, so they're going to land here as these reticles land in the ground. And get to try to like stay out of them for a certain amount of time until fucking missiles land. That's awesome. It's awful. Cause it just it doesn't feel good. They spend the entire game doing this doing this specific style of fucking combat. And then you get to this one area. This single area. So far at least. Where the entire game changes. Well, at least they do inform you of how it's going to change. That's the thing, they don't inform you. It's just it's just such a base thing in video games that you just kind of understand what it is. Yeah, but they still telegraph where the bombs are going to drop. The... I have played games where the only telegraphing you get is like a tiny shadow. Yeah, it's still telegraphing. Not if you not if you don't like My eyesight isn't that good and I'm not going to play with my nose to the screen. I guess my side is that good because I've never had a problem with that. Like it, it's always been the same thing of of it is either reticle it is either like reticles on the ground or shadows. Both of them you know, are, I, I'm not I'm fine with the big shadows. Like that actually look like the proper size of a bomb. I'm talking about ones that don't look like they could fit a duck. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played one of those. I've had that happen. Yeah, just either way, I'm it's it just getting in and having it be just that for one level feels wrong and not good. And I just did not enjoy playing that part of the game. Uh, as we've, as we've gotten kind of deeper into the game, uh, they actually did introduce this very, very like fun part of the game where like, it was essentially boss fights where instead of going up against just like regular fucking peons or whatever, it's dudes who have like these, like there's like insane, flurry of moves we're able to where like you have to like properly dodge or deflect at the right times and everything and those are a lot of fun like if the game had more of those if it was more of a if it was more of a like boss rush style thing where like you go into an area you do the level and then you get to the end and you get to fucking fight this boss who is actually a threat 
And so like, all right, I'm going to throw my fucking axe at you. And then I got to fucking deflect it and run up and grab you and then fucking try to stab you. And you resist. And then the axe comes back. Those are fucking a hell of a lot of fun. And if the game was more built around that, I'd be super into that. But instead, it's more built around this weird story where they where they're like, where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this guy's fucking like tripping out on this goddamn drug that gives him these abilities. And he's, tra- he's tracking down this fucking drug trade that is also that in doing so puts him in opposition to his fucking bosses as his brain is slowly turning into pudding. That's not super engaging to me. If it was, if it was more of a, if it was more of like the regular boss rush style thing that I, that I talked about, that would be fine. But, uh, this game has, this game has a lot going for it. The art is great. Mechanically, it is really sound and it's just these the people who made it are kind of up their own ass with their story. Mm, that's annoying. Yeah. It's a real shame. Uh, speaking of being up one's own ass, though, let's talk about Mortal Kombat 11. Do we have to? Oh, no. I, oh, every no. other video that I've seen has been like, Mortal Kombat 11! And I'm like, I don't care. Well, I played it. Because I do care. I like Mortal Kombat. And this is a good one. Oh, really? Yes, I played it and I'm still and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, the story is big and dumb and stupid and also sets up uh, essentially another reboot going into Mortal Kombat 12 when they make that. Uh, mechanically, it actually does a relatively significant change from MK's 9 and 10. That I'm that I'm getting a better grip on now, but I'm still not super sure if I like it more or less than the pre- than previous games. Happened. Pardon? Yeah, cut out there for a second. What did they do? Okay, so in Mortal Kombat 9 and 10, uh, you know, you understand a super weird thing with uh, three ticks. One tick is, you know, you, you have your, you have your um, EX version of a move. You get to second tick, you get a breaker. So if somebody's like in a corner comboing you and just juggling you, out, juggling you out, you can just break the combo and then actually get a chance to fucking respond. You get all three and you get your x-ray move, which is their super big fucking, like, I'm going to do this awesome move, which will then show you fucking, show your bones shattering and shit. In this, uh, you don't have that. Instead, you have essentially two meters that build up over time, kind of regardless of whether or not you are like doing like attacks are getting hit or anything, a, an offensive meter and a, def- and a defensive meter. With the offensive meter, it uses a bar to do an EX version of a move. Just like, a, just like an enhanced okay. version, which which that's been defining as forever. And then with the defensive bar, um, if you are knocked into the air, you can essentially do a like quick fall kind of thing where you where you spin faster and like drop down to the ground more so, so they have less chance to fucking combo you. And when you are down on the ground, uh, you can use... You can use a meter. To, you can use like one of those meters to do like a wake up roll, so you're able, so you're able to like get in closer or further away from your opponent on a on like a on like a stand up, and it, you can also use it to like a stand up attack. I'm just like, hey, I've stood up and punching the balls. <laughs> because that's right what now, I know about um, Mortal Kombat at this point. Like, I know the old games. You like were something like honestly, the old games were an entirely different animal. But the modern games, all I know about is punching someone in the ball so hard that we get an x-ray shot of them shattering. Yep. Yeah, uh, in Mortal Kombat 9, I think, 
like in one of the previous Mortal Kombat games, that was Johnny Cage's X-ray, where he would just like go for a counter, and then someone would go to punch him, and he just like Nasan ducks down and then punches them in the nuts like three times. Their balls explode. In in Mortal Kombat 11, though, that is a crushing blow. So instead of having X-ray moves where you like build a meter and then get this big fucking finish, um, X-ray moves are now kind of relegated to two different things. So one of them is the crushing blow, which is the actual like you know X-ray part of it, where if you hit a certain move right, then you will get a it will have like more of an impact, and you can actually see like their fucking insides crush. Uh, well, I think Scorpion, if you like spear someone from the entirety of the screen and then pull them in and like stop and like do like the X, do like the EX version where it stops them before they were like changes up the move and then, then you'll get a crushing blow on them. Uh, with some of them, it is like if you do with some of them, it is like if you if you land an uppercut when someone is going to attack you, you'll fucking get a crushing blow uppercut where you just see their fucking teeth fly to their face. Cool. Yeah, and then the other part of the crushing, the other part of the X-ray move, which is like the big elaborate pre-animated combo, uh, that is called a fatal blow. So once you get, once you're, so typically a fatal, typically an X-ray move will take up one third of their health. Once in, in Mortal Kombat 11, once a character is down to one third of their health, they then get access to the fatal blow, which is their big fucking combo finisher. Which Mortal Kombat was it that you ripped skeletons out of bodies? All of them. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of been the... Been I didn't know if it was still a thing. Because I haven't touched Mortal Kombat since, like, Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, ripping skeletons out of people have been there since Mortal Kombat 1. I don't tend to play fighting games because... Well, I you obviously enjoy them, but they don't appeal to me. Yeah, no, fair. 100% fair. Uh, but yeah, um... Yeah, so with so with going in, going into this, uh, yeah, with with that kind of change up of how they actually handle you know super meters and everything, it also kind of changed up how the game flows. Like in, like in the Mortal Kombat's uh, nine and ten, it was you're, you're able to string together a lot like bigger combos, and so having a breaker actually helped. With this though, it appears to be more focused on like four to five hit combos instead of like the ten to twelve hit combos of the previous games. So they removed the breaker entirely. And so now it's just focused on, all right, so I'm going to fucking, like, poke you, poke you, like, fucking four times, deal some damage, get back, throw out some, throw out some fucking special moves, and then go in for another, like, four or five hit combo. And so you just try to get you, try to juggle you or get you in a position where you are not being able to, where you're not being able to respond in time and be able to fucking pop this shit off. Which can be really frustrating. Uh, one of the one of the big things that this game launched is that they have these like living towers, essentially just essentially a a string of fights that you can get into that all have like different modifiers on them that give you rewards to unlock stuff from the crypt. Uh, but they released those so poorly balanced that everyone hated them. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, like like one of the first towers you go into, uh, they all have like different. They'll have different like um, elemental abilities or something, or like elements elements from the game elemental. Uh, like, like hey, if this guy punches you like three times in a row, then you'll get you'll get hit with an electric shock and be stunned, or you'll get frozen, or it'll deal like fire damage. One of them was yeah. Every couple seconds, a missile like if they like every couple seconds when he hits you, the entire screen will black out, so you can't see anything. They still can, and they're still comboing your ass. 
Oh God. So I was new to the game when that. So I was like new to this this ver this the game when that when those were out, and so it was like, all right, I'm gonna go in. How do I respond to this? Why is everything black? I could I could I could literally do nothing against him against the opponent because I couldn't see him, and he was also fucking comboing me for fucking like 19 hits. Jesus Christ. So, Nether Realms. This is one of the reasons why I don't enjoy fighting games. Yeah. So Nether Realms straight up I said, just "Stop playing at that point." Yeah. Nether Realms just straight up said, "Yeah, we fucked up. Here is a bunch of currency for the crypt, and we are going to be rebalancing the towers. We're sorry we fucked this up." Because it wasn't just me being shitty. For once, how much currency did they give? Uh, five hundred thousand coins. Uh, 500 hearts and a thousand soul gems. Oh, it's not. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't played the game with this. I assume that's a lot of each. It that, isn't. That sounds. Oh, so they gave you a piss poor amount. Yeah. Like 500,000 coins is an amount. You're actually able to get some stuff with that. Um, a thousand soul gems. You're able to open up 10 of these specific soul fragment things, but there are a bunch of them. The hearts that gives you the, that gives you the ability to open two chests. So, wow. Yeah. And this whole thing has been, this whole, like, this whole side of things has been a bit of a clusterfuck. Like, the fighting and everything like that, that is fine. It is what you expect from Mortal Kombat. They have changed it up enough for it to be fresh, and but it is still recognizable as Mortal Kombat, and you can still have fucking fun playing it. I still enjoy playing Mortal Kombat. With the Krypton stuff, though, and all these different currencies, like there are, I think four different cur- like, there are like four or five different currencies. I know what three of them do. Like one of the rewards I keep getting for stuff is time crystals. Like, hey, I got these time crystals. I have no idea what the fuck time crystals do. There are also just a bunch of fucking like other things in the crypt that is that are never explained. So I'm gonna have to fucking go through a walkthrough for that. That is kind of standard for the crypt because the crypt is a. Like the crypt is a, the crypt was a novel idea back in fucking Mortal Kombat nine and ten, where it was like, hey, yeah. So instead of just going through, like, hey, you beat this challenge, so you unlock this thing, you have this like open area where you're able to like walk through and have, and like unlock things in a, like, like unlock chests to get access to all these fucking things. And that was a that was a neat idea, a neat little novel thing to spice up unlocking, like characters and fatalities and stuff. Going into Mortal Kombat 11, though, this feels like a fucking slog. Like, I saw someone online post, like, it only took me 48 hours, but I, like, to 48 hours of in-game play, but I managed to unlock the entire crypt. And Jesus. I, I don't know if it's just me. That seems like a lot. That does seem like a lot. Like, you're not unlocking fucking, like, characters or anything. You are unlocking, like... The second fatalities, which you can just look up online, and like cosmetics, and like fucking, fucking what is it? Like concept art and shit. Like this shit isn't super fucking necessary, but having it, having this shit, having this like having these rewards, which they're supposed to be, be behind these like ridiculous layers of fucking shit. Like, like I, hours. like I have unlocked a good chunk of the crypt. 
I still don't know how to access like half of the shit in it. There are just chests that are on fire that just won't respond when I go up to them. There's this fucking weird cage that gets lowered down when I pull this lever. No idea what it does. There is an entire area of the crypt that I just, that I just haven't gone in because if I go in there, I will then be accosted by an infinite spawning number of fucking spiders that will set me on fire. Fire spider! Yeah, and I have no idea what the fuck to do with them. So I'm going to be fucking pulling up a walkthrough and going through fucking step by step and locking the goddamn crypt. Because, you know, that's fun. Uh, those games where you need a guide at every turn or else you are screwed. Yeah. Uh, but. Hope you've got your move to your list up. Yeah, I, I'm still I still do enjoy the game, though. Uh, one of the one of the actually things that they added that was interesting is um, so in Mortal Kombat 10 they introduced fighting styles where you well fighting styles to this version of fucking Mortal Kombat where there are essentially three different modes for each character you could choose and that would actually change up their move sets. So like you could have a scorpion that was more focused on like the ninja shit or you could have a scorpion that was more focused on summoning hellfire and demons and stuff. And then going into going into Mortal Kombat 11, you're actually able to build your own version of that. So there are like so there are two default versions of each character, and then you can build your own. And how that works is you will set up like what what cosmetic gear they have, what color coding they have, like, like color scheme they have, uh, their intro cinematic, their winning cinematics. Uh, you're able to like get you're able to get a full list of like their fatalities, brutalities that you have unlocked, and then you're also able to change up certain special moves they have. You essentially have three slots that you can that you can choose to put special moves into. Some special moves take up two slots. Some of them conflict with other special moves. So if you want to have like a certain, so if you want to have like a modified like air grab or something, you can't have that and a modified fucking like flying uppercut or whatever. So it's neat being able to like kind of build your own version of a fighter that has that is like very that has like similar base moves like like Scorpion will always have the spear and the teleport, but then you can also but then you can change up like how the spear operates. You can change up like and give yourself a fancy like spear fling thing, uh, or you can just have it be or you can just have it be like I am going to go all fire all the time, which that's really cool to me. I like kind of being able to build out my yeah, own that's, fighter. I I love customization. That's why I play RPGs. Yeah, and a lot of stuff you get from that is actually unlocked in the crypts. Uh, yeah. Uh, and story wise, it is a it is a Nether Realms bit fighting game story, which is to say, a better fighting game story than most, but still really dumb because it's a fighting game story. And more so than ever, because you're fighting a time god. So every character has a second version of themselves from an earlier version of Mortal Kombat. Okay. Like, there are two Kanos who are both interact who are both like fucking out there doing shit. Um like Cassie, like earlier early in the game, Sonya Blade dies. Mm-hmm. And Cassie is there to hear her mom die on the radio. And then a younger version of Sonya Blade, who does not have a kid, shows up. 
fun. Yeah, Johnny Cage, who has actually developed as a character. Like, he is still, he is still a, like, still a fucking dickbag, but he's also, like, a responsible dad, a member of the Special Forces. And then, and then he's still there, and then original Johnny Cage also shows up. So old Johnny Cage has to beat the shit out of young Johnny Cage for being a shitbag. Which, that's just fun. That is fun. And yeah, so like all these other, all these old versions of these characters just just rolling up, interacting with their new, interacting with their new counterparts as this time god is trying to reset reality. Does he succeed? Uh, she does. Yeah, I figured uh, it's going to explain away a uh, reboot. So yeah, yeah, and Liu Kang then becomes the new god of time and thunder. You know, I kind of like. Like, I like that aspect of video games when you're going to lose against the bad guy no matter what because they want to reboot the series. Yeah. I think it's happened like one time before, but I can't remember which franchise. Yeah, but even with the reboot that it is, there is still new elements happening because Raiden is now just a guy. Okay. Liu Kang. Yeah, Liu Kang is now a god. I mean, he can't bicycle kick people anymore. No, now he can bicycle kick people for eternity. Oh. Because Raiden... Hey, he's not the god of time. No, he is. I thought you said... Uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, sorry, my mistake. Yeah, yeah like, th- there was a time god. Liu Kang beat her in Mortal Kombat, and then, and also Raiden gave him, Lu- gave Liu Kang his powers. So now Liu Kang is the new Raiden and Kronika. He is the god of lightning and time. So he has to be careful not to get Luke angry anymore. Yeah, just fuck you. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's this is this is cool. And yeah, I, I I I enjoy this game. I really do enjoy this game. It is a whole lot of fun. Uh the towers are the towers now that they've been rebalanced are back to being a fun challenge. Like they were in something like Injustice, because Injustice has the same kind of thing with the multiverse, and those I that what that's what kind of kept me playing Injustice two for so long of just going back to these towers and being able to and being able to like learn these new other characters. It's a similar kind of thing with this, where I can just go in and choose a character that I may or may not have a lot of experience with, and then just fucking bang out a bunch of fucking matches that change things up a bit. And yeah, I. Mortal Kombat 11 is fun. It has problems, and of these, and of the three of this fucking generation of Mortal Kombat, this is, I think, one of the weaker ones. Like, I think my best, I think my like favorite of these games that have come out for this for this cycle of Mortal Kombat has been Mortal Kombat X. But this one is still just a hell of a lot of fun. I like fighting games. I'm really bad at them. You're probably better than me. Probably. Of course, I say that, but like Ben brought over uh, Injustice. I don't. Re- I don't remember which one. I think it won. And and we both declared that the other was going to beat them, and we both proceeded to not really like. He understood the controls way better than I did. But just like any fa- fighting game, if you're lucky enough and your fingers are fast enough, you can mash the buttons to win. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sure I, a skill. I'm sure a very skilled player would just glare at me for that, but it's true. Yeah, I I can't really disagree with you. Anyway, that's what I've been playing then. Uh, news wise, I have not found anything that particularly jumped out at me. Like his new releases. Oh, so for this week, um, bit of a light week uh, this week. Uh, we got Rage Two, kind of the only real big release coming out, uh, which is already out, as well as the other kind of release coming out this week. Um, a Plague of A Plague Tale Innocence, which just kind of looks interesting to me. Uh, Darkwood, a new like top-down survival horror thing, and a remastered version of Sniper Elite V Two. Woo! Yeah. Oh, and also a new Bubsy game. Bubsy. Oh, that was still a thing. Really? Yep. Bubsy. Paws on fire. Why? Because they released, because someone fucking acquired the Bubsy license and they're like, fuck it. Gotta do something with it. Yep. How do they expect to make money off of it? They probably don't. It's Bubsy. Just doing it because they can. Yep. They're doing it for the love of the game. They just really like Bubsy. Yeah. I mean, they got Rob Paulson in to voice Bubsy. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a prolific voice actor. He, he was, I know who he is. Just pe- someone, Some people out there might not. I.e. Caveman. He, he does Pinky and he did Raphael. I, I know who he is. Well, I didn't know. Half the time when I, half the time when I name an actor, like, who's that? That's why I groaned. <laughs> who that is? Yeah, who that boy? Anyway, the next week, uh, just a bunch of fucking re-releases. Uh, all of them Anything for the I'm Switch. Interested in? Uh, never mind. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three is being remastered for the Switch. Because yeah, because that's just what it needed. Yeah, as is Resident Evil's One, Zero, and Four. With, what? Yeah, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Four are all being remastered for the Switch. Okay. And also, there's a new Sonic the Hedgehog game out this week. No, sorry, next week. Really? Yep. Sonic, yeah, Team Sonic Racing. The, so it's a racing game. Yeah, the latest in the apparently very like there have been a bunch of weird fucking kart racing games about Sonic in the last couple years. This one appears to be solely Sonic and not just Sonic and the rest of Sega. But that's still really weird that they're that we're releasing non Mario Kart kart racers in 2019. Why do they need a kart racer? He's Sonic. He can run. Yeah, but <laughs> shut up. Also, I didn't know this. That's literally that's literally his thing. He runs. He doesn't need a cart. Yeah, but shut up. That's like giving Superman a jet. Yeah, but shut up. Or Spider Man a motorcycle. Yeah, but shut up. Like they just released a fucking remake of Crash Team Racing, dude. Uh, Oh, sorry, not just released. We'll be releasing next month. Yeah, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuels. 
Well, cr- Crash Crash can use a car. He doesn't have super speed. Yes, but it is a re- but it is a full ground up remake of Crash Team Racing in 2019. That was the more salient point I was trying to make. That's like re-releasing Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. Let's do it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. I'll be back at some point more of this shit. Until then I'm dead. And I'm here too. And I'm Caveman. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.